sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you now? Today is Monday, July 26, 2021. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz, the show where I talk about the events that happened to me and only me, Joe Batanz, in my life. I don't tell other people's stories. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? It would. But you'll hear about me on This Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. Instead at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. And uh, today is the episode for Monday, uh, July 26, 2021. Uh, welcome. I have in my hand a stack. So, you know, the Cook's Country Magazine. I, I have to be honest with you. So, Cook's Country Magazine is part of a, a family of magazines. And uh, the other primary one is called Cook's Illustrated. In fact, that's the flagship magazine, Cook's Illustrated. And they have Cook's Country. Cook's Illustrated, which I subscribe to, but I wouldn't be surprised if I end that subscription. Someday. It's not terribly expensive. Is a magazine. It's it's a great magazine. Don't get me wrong. But the food in that is a lot more frou-frou. Very, like, Connecticut stuffy family that doesn't like that thinks ketchup is too spicy i.e i believe it's lauren s's father-in-law or something like that but um cook's country is more like regular people folk food but still like done like i don't know like gourmet gourmet white trash food i don't know what you'd call it right so but so one of the things i like about cook's country is every week I'm talking about every every issue, every issue. They have in there these like tear out perforated uh, pages that have. They don't ever say they're 30 minute meals because I don't want. Think, I don't think they want to hold themselves to it. Um, but uh, they're between 30 and 45 minutes, I would say. They take to cook, and uh, they're quick meals. And actually, the one we're cooking for throwing down next is one of those cards, and I need to post the recipe. And uh, I have a stack of them in my hand, and I was looking through them while I was playing. I played a song to bring everyone to the live chat room. And I was looking through them going like, God, there's a lot of really good recipes in here that I just don't make. The one we're making for throwing down, which is grilled chili lime chicken sandwiches and potato wedges. Like, usually I hold off. I kind of just like, ugh. Because when Adam Burns picks a recipe, I don't know why. He does one of two things or sometimes both. He picks a recipe that has ingredients that he can't eat, either because he's on a diet or he won't eat, and he'll do substitutions, or that are super involved. Well, I will say the the past couple, though, they look super involved, but they really haven't been. So the, the key lime pie and uh, the chicken parm meatballs, those weren't terribly involved. 
believe it or not. They looked at, when you looked at the page, like, oh my God, this looks hard. But when you actually did it, you're like, oh, that's not that bad. It wasn't bad at all. It's just, there's a lot of words. And so you just think, oh, this is going to be really involved. But uh, no, it wasn't at all. And, uh, but anyway, uh, apart from that, this one, I actually, usually because of that, I, I procrastinate. Did I say that right? Procrastinate. Uh, until the very last minute. <clears throat> but this one I think I want to do sooner rather than later. It sounds really good. Anyway, I wanted to talk about, we just wrapped up the um, Pride 48 weekend. Oh, I want to address the chat room really fast. SDC says she's making those meatballs tonight. SDC, here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't know what your family's like. This is something I forgot to mention on the show. They say in the recipe, they suggest crusty bread. I guess what you could do... <clears throat> I don't know why someone doesn't directly just say garlic bread. I think garlic bread would be really good with them. I think they're fantastic. Um, make sure you have ground chicken. Um, or even I was thinking when I thought I wasn't going to find ground chicken now that I've had it, I don't think ground pork would be bad. Like if you just made them traditional more meatball, like part, um, you know, ground pork and ground beef or something. He did some weird ground beef, ground turkey thing, which I think where that went wrong. But I think if you did it as a traditional meatball, it wouldn't be bad either. Um, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, there you go. So that's my recommendation. But the ground chicken was fantastic, uh, as a dinner as well. So anyway, and, and I'm going to tell you, it says it serves four to six. And my dad and I can eat, and my mom, my mom just eats like an all human being, right? And that's three of us, and we ha- we're going to have the rest for lunch. I mean, there was way more than enough to feed us, so uh, I think you're going to be fine with the serving size. It it, it was, it's a very 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 generous portion, especially if you have it with the garlic bread. I made it with the salad as well. Don't worry about the time if you're listening. Remember, this is the new untimed Joe Batanz. I just go until I'm done talking about the story. So I can go on tangents and not worry. Like, oh my God, I got to finish. Nope. There's no finishing. Well, there is finishing. It's only finishing. There's no like, oh, I got to worry if I can make it in time for the... Tr-. Nope. I just... When I'm done, I'm done. And sometimes... Lately, it's been longer. Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes it's not. Do you know? So don't worry about it. I'm not going to get everything out. Um, okay. <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about the Pride 48 weekend. You know, I got to tell you something. It's something I thought about a lot this week, which is I really enjoy the Pride 48 weekend. I've always enjoyed the Pride 48 weekend. I think it's fantastic. I don't, the thing I've never understood, I don't know why I shut it like that. The thing I've never understood is why they don't do it more frequently throughout the year. So I have never been what's called a quote unquote suit. I've been invited to be a suit uh, pre afterthought media days. I was invited to be a suit, but I'm one of these people that likes to be a Yago type character and bitch on the side, but not actually have responsibilities. Okay. I like to complain and give my two cents, but not really be a part of it, especially doesn't, you know, uh, benefit me at all. And also, I, I knew from behind the scenes T what a fucking mess Pride 48 is behind the scenes. Okay? And so, uh, one of the things that came up when I would, a lot of, there was a lot of rethinking of these events after Daniel left. 
because now it was only Adam in charge. Daniel has very strong feelings about how things should be run. And so for a long time, Pride 48 ran that way. And I'm not going to say whether he was right. I'm not going to say whether he was wrong because I don't know. There are some things he was very right about. There are some things he's very wrong about. You know, uh, the one of the reasons people talk shit on me in the chat room for uh patreon and whatnot is because daniel has beat or beat into their heads that you can't nor should you make money from podcasting uh and that's one of the reasons why taylor the latte boy is not 50 percent owner of afterthought media is he when we initially launched uh so what happened was you see you get behind the scenes tea here on this job of tense and i may have talked about this elsewhere when Daniel left, so the way it actually the way it worked yesterday in Pride Forty Eight was a very good example of how it worked pre season nine. Pre season nine, Daniel and I, so Daniel and I started Drag Race Recap, both of us, the two of us together, co-founder of Drag Race Recap, Daniel Brewer. I will never take that away from him. Donna Sugars was always the third seat. She never did anything. If she says otherwise, she's wrong. Right? It was always me and Daniel, and we invited Donna, and. Then Donna left, but the way it always ran was I ran the script, I hosted the show, but Daniel did all the tech side. So he posted it. He and I what's funny is Daniel leaving was a benefit for me as a podcaster because I was almost like a, a 1950s housewife who didn't know how to write a check. Okay? And the same thing is whole true for Taylor. So that when Daniel left, we were fucked. We were fucked because we didn't even know how to do I didn't know how to do and I didn't even know how to launch a podcast. Mike Lawson launched Catching Up. Daniel launched Drag Race Recap. I was just a, a, a guest, essentially. And I had to learn all that stuff on the fly. And so um, when we when Daniel left and Taylor and I needed to um, basically restart the show behind the scenes the, in terms of the 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 where the show was hosted and all that stuff. We had to start all over again. I had to learn on the fly how to record a show, how to play clips, how to, I had to learn all of that. Again, I, again, I was a 1950s housewife who didn't know how to write a check between All Stars 2 and Season 9. And if you hear those early days of Season 9, I don't know what I'm doing. There's all kinds of problems. I uh, All the tech problems that all these people have all the time, I was there. There, I think for the first few episodes of season nine, I didn't know how to do the stuff where I, I would hear myself in my headphones like delayed and I'd have to do what Adam Salander does now and have one headphone on and one, it was a whole mess. Took a long time for a few weeks, a couple months to this day for me to figure out how to run things technically. And, uh, so at the time, you know, we knew that there were costs associated with the show and um because what happened before was all those costs before were absorbed in the hosting of uh daniel's other shows which were paid for by pride 48 which is fine that's fine but so like when dan when taylor and i took it over there were the, at the t <laughs> what's funny is if we would have to do it now it wouldn't be that bad but at the time you had to pay for and you still do if you don't know what you're doing hosting services you had to pay f there were different things you had to pay for and so taylor and i the hosting service being primarily one of them taylor and i talked and 
I was like, well, I think we should try and raise money. Maybe we'll do a Patreon f- just just to cover the costs of the show. And Taylor told me, this is before we launched season nine, if you do that, I want no part of that. I don't think you, you can raise money from podcasting. I don't think you should. I don't believe in it. So if you notice, and it even kind of holds true to this day, but that's where I developed a skill of raising money on Patreon. Like, if you hear those early season nine episodes, I talked to Patreon, notice that when I talk about it, Taylor goes silent. He thought what I was doing was terrible. So he didn't want any part of it. He wanted zero part of it. And so thus, uh, from that, it was 100% mine. And uh, Afterthought Media was born because he didn't want he didn't want any part of it. He didn't think there was any future in it. Luke says he doesn't understand this at all. What don't you understand? Because maybe I want to know if I'm confusing the audience. I, I thought it was. Oh, he Luke doesn't understand why they find it immoral or something. I don't know. I've never understood that. Uh, then that's what everyone's talking about in the chat room right now. Yeah, they still have that. They still have that. They um, uh, Pride Forty Eight could easily uh do a Patreon thing and make um. So they, I've talked, to Daniel. They have some money because they they do. What's funny is during these events, they didn't do it this year. They have. Uh, fundraisers and donations and pledge drives. Okay. They do that during the live events. They didn't do it this year because Daniel says they're totally flush with cash. Um, but yeah, they, they see it as, uh, yeah, something you can't do. Uh, it's, it's very, very strange. I don't understand it. Uh, what's funny is I was under the same belief system as well until I was like, wait a minute, you totally can. What are you talking about? Anyway, the point I'm getting at is that Daniel is right about some things and Daniel is wrong about some things. So, um, so when, when Pride 48 relaunched, yeah, this is where this, this tangent started from. Uh, Adam was taking from, from trusted advisors. All kinds of advice. Now, the thing with Adam Burns, here's some other more insight tea, is we all know, people who know him, people who are in the Heathers of Pride 48, so to speak, is Adam Burns is straight, not, I, well, this part you guys probably get, is very passive aggressive, okay? But also, I think one of the things that why he needs Daniel is that Queen cannot make a decision to save his life. However, and this is what makes it very frustrating, can't make a decision to save his life, but has very, very strong thoughts about how things should be. And that's a dangerous uh, combination to have, is to have strong thoughts about how something should be, but yet not want to make a decision. So, and so this goes to, hold on, i got to open the window, it's kind of muggy in here. It's, it's raining here in Southern California. And so... Um, it's not hot, but it's kind of muggy. So you're going to hear natural sounds, but it's fine. But anyway, so uh, so Dan, so Adam was taking all kinds of ideas. One of the ideas I had, okay, here's a perfect example of something where I think Daniel is wrong, but I don't know if Adam said this on the air or if he said it to me privately. I don't remember. But one of the things about the live Pride 48 streaming events there was a big epiphany this weekend, but I don't know if Adam discussed this publicly or not. 
one of the big epiphanies was, because this is always a thing, but it shows you how pervasive Daniel's thought system is in Pride 48, even when he was not there, was I never understood for Pride 48. This was actually a very busy year, but in years past, they've not had enough shows. They've had like, you know, 15 shows or something like that. And then they were try to find time to fill time in it. And I never understood why they don't, because they don't see themselves as a network. They see themselves, This is and this is me quoting them. This is not me speculating. This is literally quotes from conversations. They don't see themselves as a network. They see themselves as a community of podcasters, which is totally respectable. Totally makes sense. Get it. Love it. Great concept. So they see themselves as a community of podcasters who support each other because they're all of a shared belief system. But what I've never understood is there was this pervasive belief that you do not invite someone to the streaming event. They have to want to do it. Okay. And I thought that there should be a very proactive, uh, system in place where they invite other gay podcasts, particularly some big, some small, whatever, invite them to be part of the weekend and help them make this happen because A, it benefits both of you. It brings new people to Pride 48 to hear new shows, but most of the time probably helps these other struggling shows. If you're really a community that's supporting other gay podcasts, then these little tiny gay podcasts, you don't need to help, you know, uh, throwing down's changed its name two times already. So I don't know what it's called now. I think Attitudes, I think is what it's called. You don't need to help that show, um, but you may need to help a tiny show that's just starting. And they have those. But you, I, I, I think there should be a proactive committee that goes out and finds it. Um, they, they, they would tell you, no, no, you don't do that. Well, you come here. The big epiphany this weekend was Daniel confessed to Adam that the reason he had that policy was because because he had this imposter syndrome, this uh, self-esteem issue where he did not want to be rejected by these shows when we asked them. So he thought it'd be better just not to ever ask them. And that's the only reason why. And that would st- even – so Daniel leaves and Adam still holds to that and held to that. Daniel's back now. But still held to that um, even years after Daniel left, we don't ask other shows to be part of Pride 48. And now just this weekend, Daniel decides he wants to be more proactive, which is a good step. Anyway, back to my original point. One of the things I thought was they should have the event at least twice a year. Ideally, to me, it'd be three times a year. June, October, and January. Okay? June for Pride, October for uh, National Coming Out Month. And then January, just because it's January, <laughs> just to do it three times a year. Uh, I love the event. I God, it was. I wish, I I wish there was a combination of things that it was rainy today. I mean, yesterday or during the weekend, it's rainy today. That I didn't have a show, uh, and I could just play video games and listen to Pride Forty Eight the whole weekend. Oh my God, that would have been heaven. I guess I could still do it because all the shows are on YouTube, but. To just sit, maybe I will do that today, to sit and play video games during Pride 48, oh, heaven, literal heaven, okay? And um, so I was talking to, so I don't, again, I don't know what conversations anymore I have privately or publicly, so this may have been on Throwing Down. 
But I talked to Adam about why isn't this more often per year? So it's something I'm considering is reviving Mixler for the sole purpose of once a month on Sundays. So it's one day a week. It's not a whole weekend. It's one day a week by invite only, even though I do love the shitty shows. Or maybe every Sunday is just different shows are invited just to stream for the day. You know, just stream for the day on Mixler. And uh, we invite the public and it's a it's a thing. And I don't know that that's kind of how I feel. I, I mean, I just love it. And so from, a, from a sort of selfish perspective, I would love that to be the case. I'll pay for the Mixler. Mixler's not terribly expensive for that, especially for something like that. Anyway, so let's talk about some behind... Is there any behind-the-scenes tea, really, for the weekend? I'll tell you some things. For the most part, there really isn't, okay? Uh, For the most part, um, did anything really happen Friday? I feel like something did happen Friday. See, Friday was... We did Drag Race Recap. I can't think of any drama from Drag Race Recap. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay, here's some drama. So, Daniel, okay, here is some drama. I don't, again, if I'm repeating stories, I don't know. I'm just doing this for posterity. If I repeat stories, I'm sorry, because I, I talk a lot. Adam Burns was not my first choice to be the third chair on Drag Race Recap. Not that I thought that he was terrible or anything like that. Actually, so I always thought Salandra wouldn't show up. First of all, I thought Solandra wouldn't show up just because it was at a different time, okay? Uh, Solandra actually has a social life, if you follow him on Instagram. And I'm like, this is fucking Friday night. He's not going to want to be boxed in Friday night at 8 p.m. doing a drag show, drag race recap show. I feel Solandra does this, which is a healthy relationship to have with Afterthought Media, as a hobby that he does when he can do it. And that's perfectly fine. It's a very healthy relationship to have with Afterthought Media. Okay. But when I went to Salandra, he was like, no, I'm going to be there. And he goes, in fact, that's my birthday or something like that. And I was like, you're queen. You are not going to be there. It is your birthday. He's like, no, I'm going to be there. Joe Batanz knows Adam Salandra. So has learned to know him over the past year. So like immediately I called Taylor and I say to Taylor, listen, Salandra thinks he's going to be there on his birthday, but I know otherwise. Would you be willing to fill in last minute if he bails? And Taylor's like, no problem. I watched the show. I can fill in last minute if Adam Salandra bails. And I was like, great. In the intervening weeks, at some point, I think it was when we released a schedule or I submitted something or something came up. Adam Burns tells me, again, I don't know if this is publicly or privately, but he says to me, you know, when I saw the name Adam on the sheet, I thought you meant me. And I was really happy because I've always wanted you to um, ask me to do Drag Race Recap. By the way, side note, a show that he was... He was... Daniel and I invited Adam Burns before we invited Donna Sugars. And Adam Burns told us at the time, I don't watch Drag Race. I don't like drag. I don't like Drag Race. I want zero part of this. You're like, okay, we'll, we'll have Donna Sugars on. 
So, and then that's why Finding Prince Charming came about, because he saw how successful Drag Race Recap was, and now he wanted to be part of some other recap. But the show was terrible. So, um... Let me see. Raymer says, I love the idea Adam was talking about, the closing show of just like shows combined to have many events. Oh, because he, he's... I. I didn't listen to the closing show, but that's a hundred percent because I had that conversation with him. Anyway. So, um, cause he, he, I'm not mad. I'm just like, yes, good. I, as long as ideas happen, they happen anyway. So, uh, so he has told us historically that he doesn't like drag race in the past couple of years. He has become one of those fans who became a fan because uh, Mark liked it. Mark is boyfriend. So he was basically like watching it with his boyfriend and then started to get into it. But he's not really a fan fan. So anyway, when he figured out I was talking about Salandra and not him, his feelings were hurt. And at the time, I was like, oh, well, no, I meant Adam Salandra, not you. Sorry. Right. So when Salandra backed out, I talked to Taylor and I said, listen, Salandra backed out, and I know I asked you to do it, but I think if you don't mind, I'm going to ask Adam Burns first, because he told me it's been his dream that I see, that I, he secretly has been harboring this wish that I ask him to join him, to join us on Drag Race Recap. And, oh, I forgot to release Drag Race Recap on the public stream today. Oh, I got to do it today. So, um, make a note. Uh, not going to take much work, but. So, um, it's not a big deal. It's the same day. Um, I'll do it as soon as we finish doing this. So, um, anyway, I would do it right now, but it would, it, it takes a lot of bandwidth and it's a whole thing. So anyway, so, 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 um. So I asked Adam Burns to do it, and thus Adam Burns did it. Now, what's funny is, between me and you, I don't think he was the best third seat. It, to, to actually, you need to roll with the punches, and you have to have, believe it or not, it's kind of it's harder than you think it is, and there has to be some sort of analysis. By the way, the one made it harder. He doesn't listen to the fucking show because I texted him that day, going like. I bet you Adam Burns doesn't listen to this show. And so a show, by the way, that again, there's this anti afterthought media thing or anti Joe Batanz thing because you shouldn't make money at podcasting. So even shows that are publicly available for free, they don't listen to because they don't want to support me because I have ads or whatever. So it's a tough show. It's available for free. He doesn't listen. And he's a drag race fan. And he knows somebody on a drag race. He knows two people on a drag race recap show. Doesn't listen. So I text him and I say, listen, I know I don't think you listened. We do a bit where you name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you don't. And he said, oh, thank you for telling me. I didn't know that. So he doesn't listen to the show. Now, he does that shitty but first show where it's a bunch of people just talking over each other and they have no analysis. So if you notice when he was on Drag Race Recap, he had no insight. Like... His version of recapping is what they do on But First, where you go like, remember that part where the guy fell down? That was funny. And that was a lot of what his insight was, or like little things he notices. But like, so 
the reason I bring that up is Daniel Brewer, I heard, I don't know if Taylor told me, if you guys told me, was uh, going off in the chat room. So after the show, uh, Taylor calls me and he, we're talking about it and he says, oh, I think he goes, it just hit me. Daniel Brewer was but hurt that you didn't ask him to be in the third chair. And I'm like, why does everyone want to be in this third fucking chair? Could some, you know what? Could Daniel host a show and I leave? Could it be Daniel, Lori, and Adam Burns? I would have been fine with that. I, I want someone to sit in for me. So, uh, so that's why Daniel Brewer was going off in the chat room during Drag Race Recap. Okay. Uh, God, there's other Pride 48 stuff, but I've been going for almost half an hour. So let me just talk about one more topic and then I'm going to call it a day and go post this show. So over the weekend, I really appreciate it. You guys were really like, uh, upset for me because of Auntie Vera, uh, going off in the chat room, like people pay for this and blah, blah, blah. First of all, if you heard Auntie Vera on any of her other shows, she's just a bitter old queen, right? Two. I don't know why it didn't bother me. It like I was just it was so literally water off a duck's a duck's back. And so when you guys were telling me this, it 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 really didn't bother me. Um the uh, you know what's so funny, the one mistake I made was I didn't go to the Pride 48 chat at all except one time oh cuz I, I got tagged and I was like why did someone tag me and that was a mistake so I started ignoring after that was on throwing down, I could see that a lot of people in the chat room were like, fight back, Adam, fight, fight, fight with him. Don't let him do this. And I was like, what was I doing? <laughs> I was like, there's this very, like, we hate Joe Batanz, he's picking on people. And once again, like I said before, the Heathers of Pride 48 are my friends. Even if Daniel and Taylor, even if Daniel and I had our differences, we're all friends. I'm friends with Daniel, Adam, Taylor, um, even Joseph L. Buhecker. Like all the suits, I'm friendly. Big fatty. Like I don't. They don't have a problem with me. I don't have a problem with them. It's all these like weird little minions that have a problem with me. So that's why I think why it didn't bother me. Even Auntie Vera. Let me say this. I think Auntie Vera is essentially. Again, like Daniel, hurt that I'm making money doing this and she never made money doing it. And so, but like, if I were to go to dinner, believe it or not, Auntie Vera and her husband is the nicest person ever. Her husband, Drew, is so nice. So, like, literally, you guys would love Drew. Like, the nicest person ever. Fantastic, fantastic human being. And actually, Vera is too. She's just a crabby old bitter queen who is mad because Joe Batanz doesn't pay attention to her. That's all it is. And, um, I'll, it's like, it's like a phone call or a text message chain away from making up with him. It's like, that's why it didn't bother me at all. I've had, I've been to Auntie Vera's house. I've had dinner with Auntie Vera. And it could be one of these things where we're both taking the piss out of each other, but we don't know the other person. Just kidding. Who knows? I'm not even mad about it. Um, when I was making fun of Vera and Vera and Daniel's very good friends with Vera, Daniel was laughing. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I, it's almost like professional wrestling. And, um, 
it's almost like professional wrestling. So that I think maybe the people in the audience believe it more than the people who are actually doing it. Yeah, it was it was sort of crazy, but it never bothered me. Um, I think Pride Forty Eight. I love Pride Forty Eight for the same reason I love Tammy Brown and Cra- I. I love watching and observing crazy people and it's you know taylor calls it i don't know if he's ever called it publicly the island of misfit toys <laughs> okay and that's such a perfect and apt description of pride 48 and what's funny and people have told me this privately i won't say who but it rhymes with adam and taylor about how wonderful and it reminds me too during pride 48 pride 48 is how wonderful you guys are you're such a nice caring I wouldn't say normal, you know, come on, Luke, but more normal group of people, you know, who have, and it's more balanced, as you can see, it's, we legitimately are about 50% women, 50% men, it's very slight favor, one way or the other, I can't remember which, Uh, and varying degrees of sexual preferences and gender identifications and economic uh, stability and whatnot, and, um, and so, uh, you know, Adam messaged me privately even this weekend, Taylor, about how wonderful the Afterthought community is. So, uh, and you guys behaved wonderfully this weekend, and um, thank you so much. So, uh, so that was my thought. Those were my thoughts. I, there might be other thoughts tomorrow or something that I think of later. But just off the cuff, I just did almost 35 minutes of uh, this Joe Batance talking about Pride 48. Um, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow, okay? And we will continue talking about my day. Uh, some interesting things happening this week, so it should be sort of interesting some stuff happening. But um, again, thank you guys so much for your support during Pride 48 Weekend. I'll talk to Adam Burns about that Sunday thing. I don't know when it'll launch, but maybe we'll launch it for um, National Coming Out Month October. But until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on This Joe Batance. And you can only get that one place. Afterthought Media. Afterthought Media.